1: what's up everybody hey. welcome to another episode of game School online how are you doing nestor
0: i'm uh excuse me besides the pandemic i'm doing pretty well
1: awesome man uh yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time coming but uh it's great to have you on of course and as always uh, it's been a while. So this is how it usually goes. Just to give you a little introduction. We go about an hour to kind of backward engineer, uh, your personal work. So in, in your case, Last of Us 2. And we're going to look over the levels and talk about your past experience as well. That extends beyond just working at Naughty Dog, of course. So, uh, if right, you don't mind good. before we get to, to started, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? i know i'm doing a poor job giving a background of you <laughs> uh just introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners out there who you are where you've been and where you're at right now uh
0: sure thing i um, uh so i guess if you guys still know who i am uh my name is uh, nestor carpenter i uh, actually know brandon from um, back in art school we both went to the same um uh the same art school the art institute of um uh uh, Orange County, um uh which is located in Santa Ana. I don't think it's there anymore. Actually I, I think that school got shut down. But anyways, that's how we know each other from uh school um uh, a long uh, time ago, I guess like years ago, like over a decade ago and um uh, and we still you know keep in contact, we chat, you know, back and forth and so forth. But yeah, I've been um uh, I've been an environment artist for about uh I think maybe thirteen years now and I think I've worked across like maybe multiple companies now. I kinda of forgot how many companies I've worked um uh, how many game companies I've worked for. But yeah, I've been doing like environment art for um uh, for um, uh, quite some time now. And I'm um, uh initially when I um I started working in the gaming industry, I actually started working like maybe like smaller like you know independent no game companies. I didn't actually get to Naughty Dog from uh day one, graduating school and so forth. But I'm um, uh yeah, I've been doing it for 13 years, and I'm um, uh the industry's been I'm um, uh evolving and changing and developing. I mean throughout this entire time that I've been in the um, uh the industry i'm uh, i think like the first game i ever worked on uh, was like a ps2 Wii game called jumper like a movie tying game like maybe 13 years ago and i'm um, uh, like the most recent game that i shipped now is some uh the last of us part two working with them um, uh working with uh with naughty dog and so forth i'm still at naughty dog right now um i think i've been naughty dog about a little over two years now like maybe i would say like maybe closer to two and a half but i'm um, uh but um uh, yeah that's um uh, that's pretty much about me so far. But before that I guess before Naughty Dog also worked on uh, Marvel Spider Man and I'm uh, an Insomniac. I was there about two years and I'm um, uh, that was a fun game to work on, a fun project. But a uh, different type of game from uh from The Last of Us. The Last of Us is more like a linear single player game. And Spider Man is uh, it's more like an open world game. And I'm um, uh it's different challenges when working on you know open world games like maybe you know single player linear games uh before that actually uh before insomniac i'm uh, i'm actually going backwards i just realized i kind of you know career was i'm actually maybe just started you know i guess you know which company i worked for first and how it got to don and so forth but i'm uh, like i mentioned before right uh, now before insomniac i was actually ready to dawn i worked on the um, uh the order 1886 i think i worked on that for like maybe like a year and a half before that game uh before that game uh, shipped and uh, that a fun project to work on art-wise and so forth. Uh, I think before that, I think I worked on some smaller games. Like I mentioned, I worked on a jumper movie tying game. game. Um, I think I worked on a few PSP games. Um, uh, I think I worked on a few ports like Fat Princess. Um, uh, I worked on a Tron movie tying game. I think it was Tron Evolution. Um, I worked on a Wii cooking game when like, the Wii was a thing a couple years ago called called Order Up. That game, eventually they could get to like the PS3 with the move, and I'm uh if they get ported to my uh, ios and my uh, android i'm uh mobile i'm uh mobile phones as well um i might be, be forgetting some things right now but i'm uh i think that's about it like i guess like as far as like, i guess companies that i've worked on and like the um uh, like the uh, like the titles that i've worked on and i'm uh, i guess being in this industry for so long i'm uh, uh making an environment for like i guess a playstation 4 game as opposed to making it for something like a playstation 2 or wii game or ps um uh psp game is just a like, completely different and uh, i one of the things that i've noticed i'm um, was working in the industry for so long is that i'm um, uh disciplines usually or departments kind of usually start to uh, specialize when i started working in the industry i think uh, as an environment artist i think i was doing about everything i think it was just like modeling i was texturing I was doing lighting. I think I was doing some effects, but then I kept progressing, 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 and I'm working more on more uh, um maybe complex games. I just noticed that like the pipeline is painting like the studio. It just um, uh, started to um uh, fragment a little bit. And I guess, you know what I mean? Uh, I guess environment artists kind of got split into like maybe environment modelers and like environment texture artists. And um uh, we started having like maybe like actual dedicated um uh, lighting artists and so forth and fully dedicated BFX artists. And uh, yeah, like I guess like the um, uh, going to like guess the PS Five and like maybe the Xbox Series X. Uh, I'm sure that trend is going to continue more and more. I'm going to be like more and more specialization. And I'm um, uh, working on the Last of Us 2, I guess which which is the most recent title that I've worked on and shipped on.
1: It's been very impressive to kind of see your career trajectory because I know mm-hmm. you're the 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 one of the few artists that I was really jealous of just being in the OC for so long. Because I know there was only a good, good amount of us that stayed in those. See, most of us had to go to LA. My example, I went all over San Francisco and went to San Francisco a few times Uh just to get these good jobs going. Right. And even in LA, it's quite a stretch. I'm assuming you're living in near Santa Monica right now. Right. Or are you still commuting?
0: Uh, With that, I'm actually, yeah, Naughty Dog's located in Santa Monica and still just like Insomniacs. And I'm, uh. And, uh, in uh, Burbank, and so forth. So they're like in LA County, but uh, yeah, worked across the different studios in both Orange County and I'm uh, in LA County. I've actually been living in Orange County the entire, I guess, the majority of my life. And I'm uh, actually working at Naughty Dog, um, uh, which is located in Santa Monica, and Insomniac, which is located in I'm um, uh, in Burbank. I've actually been commuting to um uh, to these studios that are located um uh in LA, even with my first job, Closhen Studios. They're located in, they were located in LA. And I'm uh and I've been commuting from Orange County to um uh to um uh, to like I guess LA County my commute to um uh I guess Santa Monica is actually about, about thirty-six miles, like one way, like in the mornings. And it, yeah, I mean it takes me a while. It takes like maybe like I guess like two hours to get there. But yeah, I guess um uh, one of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of the um uh, gaming dev community it's like i guess in la if you live like in the state majority generally most of it's like in la and i guess it's like a small community in san diego uh maybe like a slightly bigger community and um, i'm in orange county and i guess like i guess you would know like a maybe community just as big as la like i guess up in like the area i guess towards um, uh, san francisco and so forth but um uh, yeah i guess generally i've been working in orange county i've been living in orange county and just working in studios and i'm not orange county and i'm uh and I'm, uh, in LA, but yeah, I guess, uh, maybe in a way, I guess I am lucky. You know what I mean? I didn't, I'm, uh, well, maybe I didn't say I didn't have to move. Maybe I just chose not to move. I guess when I was going through studios and studios, I kind of gener- I kind of wanted to stay, you know, keep living in Orange County, but yeah, for anyone else, I'm, uh, there's more studios out there. It's so like in different States and so forth. It's just a matter if you actually, if you're maybe willing to like make the, um, uh, like the move and the moves and so forth, like maybe like Texas or, um, uh. I guess i some uh, Washington, Washington State, and I'm uh, maybe like North Carolina. That's different than uh, my studios throughout like the entire um, uh, throughout the entire United States. But I'm uh, it's just up to like the individual if they choose to um, uh, if they choose to move or relocate to the studios. Um, for some it might be easier than others because I'm I'm not too sure, about uh, it just depends on I guess like an individual. Some um, uh, uh, I guess current state. If you have a family and so forth, it might be a little bit more challenging to move out of state. But then uh, hey, if you're maybe you're not married and you're young and you're willing to move explore like different state. Why not? You know what I mean? I never actually done it, but I'm, um, uh, it's just a little bit more, um, uh, I guess more practical. If you have uh, if you don't have like a lot of weight in your back, you're willing to move or relocate to, um, uh, to work at a different studio, but yeah, just, some um, uh, in Norwich County now, but yeah, I don't know if I'm, uh, I'll ever move on day. I I would like to stay in Orange County, but it just pass on like the, um, uh, the um uh the gaming community and so forth where like the uh, actual studios are located where i would have to go but yeah i guess in a way i have been lucky you know what i mean because i've been wanting to stay in orange county and i've been living in orange county and i'm uh i haven't had to move to um uh anywhere else to um uh to work at a studio because maybe it's just you know things just worked out in my favor or um, uh, i just kind of chose or you know i kind of made like the effort to stay and i'm um, uh to stay local i guess you can say but yeah, the um, uh, commute to Santa Monica is a um, uh, is a challenge, I guess. Like right now, I've been working from home, so I'm uh, I haven't actually been uh, driving in the morning, so I'm, uh, it's kind of a uh, maybe a convenient nice thing and so forth. You know, save some time. I get maybe at least three hours back. I'm um, uh, not having to drive to, like the studio back and forth. So yeah, it's kind of a uh, kind of nice for now. But eventually, when we go back, whenever that is, we don't know. I'm uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go back to that commute again.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest thing uh, living in Orange County is we we kind of fall in love with Orange County and get kind of spoiled, but with that comes with a re- very real possibility of commuting to Santa Monica or somewhere closer than that. Sometimes, if you're lucky, what's that? What's that in between bef- for Los Angeles, Maril re- Marina? del rey right? long There's beach a few studios out there player vista around that yeah
0: area. next like maybe near like lax and so forth maybe like eala around that area i think
1: exactly but you're, not you're looking sure at a 40 uh, minute commute and it's not just very <laughs> exclusive to californians right it's uh a lot of these big companies and i've said it many times before mm-hmm. are kind of located in the central area and of course, these central areas are like the most popular cities in the world. So they get really expensive. Mm-hmm. So most people live kind of live in the perimeter, which also means that you're commuting 40 minutes to get into the city or whatever. right? Mm-hmm. So now that the pandemic is kind of a thing and most people are working from home just like yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one one thing when I was commuting was that I was lying to myself a little, like saying it's not too bad. Two hours. This is not that bad. Four hours a day, no worries. It's not, it's really it's not that bad. It's pretty productive. But I think yeah. uh what I'll ask you is like now that you have yet a good six months at home, like how are you valuing your time now that you're like wow, I mean, you know, that is a really long commute. Or are you having thoughts like that at all? Mm-hmm. Or are you just biting the bullet? Because Naughty Dog's a great company and you don't want to move.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess the um uh the time that i do get back now as i'm uh as i'm actually commuting i've actually have been sleeping more i guess you can see i've kind of been taking advantage of it i've been kind of like sleeping like eight hours in now i'm um, uh, generally i kind of sleep in like maybe six hours a day when i'm maybe commuting to like the studio um usually i would wake up at maybe actually i think the day before that i would go to bed like maybe like around 11 30 ish or 12 and wake up maybe like around 5 30 ish or six so i'm uh you know, and you can go to like the um, uh, you know, take care of hygiene, you know, workout and so forth. I small, a couple of things at the house, and then actually, a um, uh, head out. But I'm um, uh, now I'm actually you know I'm actually kind of like I mentioned I kind of sleep eight hours as opposed to six hours. I'm uh, I'm a little bit more motivated after work to like maybe turn on a TV or maybe work on a personal project or maybe play like a game on the PC or in the PS4 or, or Xbox or whatever. So, yeah, I have a little more time to, um uh, to like myself, do whatever I want to do with my own personal time. Uh, with the commute to Santa Monica, generally I was getting home around maybe around, maybe when I wasn't crunching, like I would say like maybe like around 8 o'clock or like maybe like 8.30ish. And after like maybe like the one-hour commute driving back home, I really wasn't excited or motivated to do much. I was just kind of tired, just like, you know, sitting in the... um. Uh, sitting in traffic in my car and also sitting in traffic in the morning to commute to the studio and like maybe sitting in the, um, uh, the actual studio. I think I'm uh, when I was going home, I think I just kind of like no browse the internet. And I think I'm a, i am I think I'm out of watch, like maybe something on TV and I uh, got straight to bed. I'm uh afterwards, but yeah, now that I have more time, I kind of use that time to sleep more and like maybe do more personal or personal things at home right now.
1: Yeah. I think the value of time is I think everyone mm-hmm besides our industry are are uh, starting to realize i think that uh, <laughs> that uh, that there's only so little time in the day that and there's so many things you want to do besides work so I, i'm really curious how this is going to change the industry when we do have to come back a year from now 6 months mm-hmm. at the earliest let's go ahead and get right into it right so before we even pull up last of us 2 1886 mm-hmm. is one of those games that i still think one of the best looking games in our current gen was it a? It's a PS4 game, right?
0: Yes, early. it is a PlayStation 4 uh, exclusive. Yes, yeah, so it's kind of like a maybe like an early um uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive game. I think it came out like maybe like around a little after like a year after like the PlayStation 4 shit. I think it's like February 2015 around that time. So like, yeah, very um uh, early in the um uh, in the um uh, the PlayStation 4's um, uh, life cycles. And it's, if you look at the game nowadays, it's still on my, it still holds up, maybe like, what, five years later now, or what, six years later? It's still so on really uh cool. it's still on my, uh,
1: So yeah, why don't still you very good this, looking. We'll, like, pull up your art station while I pull up a trailer, because there are some kids here who just didn't realize what games were like, like five, six years ago. <laughs> But 1886 okay. still holds up, like you said. It's still very good looking. I think the art team over there did a killer job, and uh, it, it was very uh, evolving uh, at that time, and even now, right? Mm-hmm. Not to bash anything, but with uh, with even next gen games like Halo Infinite, I still think it looks better than that. <laughs> right? Halo Infinite is not getting any flack. For other reasons, sure, no, but like getting it getting still stacks up against it, uh, which is very mm-hmm. impressive work. So let me pull that up while well, you pull sure it. Up. thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm uh, looking at my art station right now. So I'm
1: uh, taking people's screenshots. Yeah, you screen share it and then we'll can share that. But the number one thing that I do notice with your uh, basically rise in 90 dog even though ready to dawn wasn't a a sony studio uh you guys did have like a sony workflow is how i kind of uh make mm-hmm. it right the, uh it's there seems to be a very segmented modeling texturing lighting pipeline mm-hmm. um i don't know if the it, it seems like there was a remnants of a lot of sony people moving around these studios including mm-hmm. insomniac i don't know for sure so, maybe you can talk more about that. But I know Ready at Dawn had a very similar Naughty Dog workflow where uh, there was, at least in last gen. So, can you mm-hmm. kind of talk about that as you pull up um, your art station and screen share it?
0: Uh, sure thing. You want me to screen share what I'm looking at now? Yeah, yeah. Or you get to be on Okay, sure thing. Let me see if I can um, uh, get this going on mine right now. Let's see if I'm. Uh...
1: Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Is it up?
0: Okay, cool. So I guess um, uh, right now we're just looking at the gallery for, like, the, um, uh, I guess, um, uh, like, the screenshots of, like, the level I worked on for the Order 1886. I worked on the, um, uh, uh, it's been a while. It's the Black War Yards level. If you um, uh, you play, like, the game, I forget exactly at what point in time you actually play, like, the game, where actually you play, like, the Black War Yards level. I don't remember. I think it was, like, maybe towards, like, the middle of the, um, uh like the game, if you're playing like the, um, uh, like the gaming sequence, I think was like around there. But, um, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, I think I was, when I worked at Reggaeton, I worked at, um, uh, I think I worked in that company for about maybe two and a half years now, just taking a guess. And I think I've worked on, um, uh, like the order, at least when I was there, um, uh, I think I worked on the order for like maybe like a year and a half. They did start working on that game before I got there. Um, uh, I'm not too sure exactly when they actually started. on um, uh, but I'm um, uh, yeah, I got there. I guess like during i um, uh, production of the actual I'm um, uh, like the actual game or some pre some pre production work. But I'm um, I i was not there at the time. And uh, like you mentioned before, i um, I guess I wasn't there at the time. But i um, uh, yes, I'm uh, Naughty Dog. Not exceeding. Ready at Dong has had a relationship for Sony for about like quite some time I'm um, uh I think my uh, when they first that company was funded one uh founded it uh, one of the original owners was actually came from naughty dog and I think that's how got they got that daxter Emma um, uh, project you know the Daxter PxP project with the relationship that the Emma, um, uh, the owner had with the um, uh, one of the owners had with naughty dog and Sony. and Emma um, uh, afterwards they um uh, they actually moved on to like I guess like two of um, them uh, got our war games for like the PSP and Emma um, uh, they were both very um uh, good games among uh, they're probably like the two best, or maybe best, looking on PSP games and so forth. But yeah, Reggie Dong has always had a relationship with Sony. They're not they're not owned by Sony. I understand recently they got that out by Facebook. That's a whole separate story, but before that happened, they did have a relationship working with Sony and Sony Santa Monica Studios and the God of War games for the PSP, and working with Naughty Dog on the like the Daxter PSP game. And I think one of the reasons that, um, uh, I guess, that art looks, I guess, like good is because he actually, you know, developed that relationship with these studios. And maybe I'm um, uh, working with these studios, Sony Monica um, uh, and Naughty Dog, which are both very, I'm um, uh, prestige, you know, Sony studios, or just, you know, studios in general, like in the game industry, they adapted like the, um, uh, I guess, like their pipeline, like their workflow and like their art style, you know, they would have to for them uh, when they're making all those types of games and so forth. And uh, I think that's how I'm, uh, they have that pristine um, uh, you know pristine um, uh, art style like in their um, uh, like in their games and I'm um, uh, working on the um uh, like the order 1886 I believe they secured that project because they actually have that relationship working with Sony and the uh, three PSP games and working with Sony Santa Monica Studios uh the order 1886 was uh, published by Sony interactive and i um, uh, Sony Santa Monica Studios so forth they have that relationship. But yeah, they, I guess they developed those techniques that I'm, uh, I'm not sure if any wireframes on me. i uh, well, I'm going to keep going, but I'm, uh, yeah, I think I'm, uh, just working with these studios. They adapted that, i uh, that art style and not just that, you know what I mean? Just some, uh, I guess like the leads and so forth, they wanted to push, you know, like a high quality good looking game. And, I'm uh, it's just a matter of, like in any studio, I mean, like the leadership that you work with what they want to accomplish and I'm, uh, what they want to do and you know what I mean like what reference they want to gather and so forth. But um uh, I I wasn't there at the time but uh, at least like working on the order eighteen eighty six I believe there was like a group of um uh developers already done that actually flew to Europe or like they flew to London and they were actually there and they took I guess like several images and um uh of what you know what actual you know London looked like like in real life. You know, we actually used that as some uh as reference when we were making like the um uh the art for like the game and so forth, and I guess some uh, those developers that actually went to I guess like London at that time actually brought back that um uh, you know that experience and so forth and you know and actually some like the leads I think all of the art leads went there and um uh, they were able to actually um uh, work with the um uh, with the artists and um uh, maybe like developing and um uh, crafting like the um uh, like the environments and like the characters, the effects, like the lighting and so forth. And um, I think one of the reasons that game looks very good um it's what i mentioned before like the industry nowadays it's just becoming like more and more specialized Um am uh, working on an order was like a very specialized project um uh, we had dedicated environment modelers that were generally just modeling the environments and i um, uh, taking care of, like maybe any additional um, uh, level art so they were able to actually hone and i um, uh i guess you can say push that craft that discipline and the same thing with the uh, environment texture artists um uh, the environment texture artists were just you know pretty much just dedicating to creating, you know, good-looking textures and so forth. And um, uh, they were able to spend uh, maybe like a good amount of time to develop, and, to develop like a good quality texture, more like the actual environment artist, or excuse me, environment, the actual environment modeler was modeling, the actual environment texture artist was creating texture. some. Um, uh, and you can do that because you're actually specializing. You're kind of splitting like the um, uh, like the disciplines too. But uh, if you're working like maybe like a more of um, uh if you're like an environment artist more like an environment art generalist actually like working on spider-man we didn't really have like a specialized pipeline uh when i was in Insomniac, i'm ai uh, was like an environment art generalist and i was kind of like modeling and texturing at the same time and sometimes i just wasn't able to spend them um, uh, as much time as the texture as i would have because you know what i mean i had to create the entire you know maybe like the rest like the entire level like the entire quadrant. So that maybe it's some points of time so how you know what i mean I uh, had to get it to a good looking quality and like maybe not to like a super polished quality as yes, we were, um, uh, we a texture artist were actually I'm, um, uh, crafting and i um, uh, at Ready at Dawn and actually I'm, uh, I believe when Ready at Dawn was founded or established, um, uh, it was kind of like, I guess, um, uh, it was kind of established or, um, uh, or kind of funded. I'm, uh, based on like the principles that i'm um, naughty dog established i think i'm already a Dom wanting to be um uh they copied pretty much everything that naughty dog was doing i think that a lot of companies actually um uh look up to naughty dog and maybe like the types of games that they make you know what i mean naughty dogs known for pushing like almost like everything in their games like maybe narrative you know what i mean art and um uh animation lighting you know code and so forth i mean they're Naughty Dog's like a like an elite studio like in the um uh in the industry that actually, you know, pushes, you know, everything, uh, within, um, uh, within like the studio, every single department pretty much gets pushed to make like the best, um, work possible. So I think ready at Dom was actually able to adapt those, um, uh, those fundamentals, just everything that I'm um, uh, naughty dog established to create the, um, uh, to like the order, because like the, um, uh, like the order is actually, um, uh, created with like the same art pipeline that I'm um, uh, naughty dog has, where we have like, you know, separate, um uh, dedicated modelers, lighting artists, and I'm um, a, uh, texture artists who create these um, you know nice looking gorgeous looking um, uh, levels and I'm um, uh, uh, environments and I'm um, uh, working on this project was um, uh, a lot of fun and I'm um, uh, um, we always didn't initially um, uh, when we were working on these environments it was like a team effort and'm um, uh, we never actually um, uh, I guess you can say got it right the first time we were always constantly um, uh, iterating and iterating what was there we work with, them, um, uh, at least like the environment artists work with the, um, uh, like the level artists, excuse like the lead level artists and like maybe like the art director and concept artists. And I'm, um, uh, establishing these scenes and I'm, um, uh, creating like a story and like and these environments that be who I'm, uh, then I'm, um, uh, you walked on and so forth, but it was a big, um, uh, in any pipeline, it was like a big, um, uh, a big, um, a team effort, you know what I mean. Several of um, my departments collaborating, and um, several departments, you know what I mean, having like input and in creating like maybe like the best um, uh, trying to create like the best looking game and also like the best playing game. But um, uh, yeah, after that, radiant moved on to um, uh, Lone Echo, and I worked a little bit on Lone Echo. And um, uh, afterwards, I um, uh, I actually went to um, uh, Insomniac to work on Spider Man, and I worked on that for about um, uh, for about two years. Um, uh, did you have any additional questions, Brandon, on the um, uh, on yeah. Like,
1: when it comes to the Ready order time. and low nut kill, I think the main, main thing for, for, for the viewers and, and the students that are learning this is that that's, that's why I kind of kind of like uh, categorize it as the Sony way because God mm-hmm. of War, Naughty Dog, and even though Ready to Dawn is not part of Sony, they had a very similar mm-hmm. Sony workflow. Where the compartmentalize, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. compartmentalize modeling, texturing, lighting into its own separate thing. And very rarely the mm-hmm. artists do all of it. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of like what you were talking about in Sonniac, Sonniac, you were doing modeling and texturing, which was mm-hmm. something I think I feel more used to. And I think the industry as a whole mm-hmm. work in that way. Um, yeah, so, yeah like so very most specifically. of the worked that way. Yeah, most of the students mm-hmm. kind of work that way. Um so my my question is with Lone Echo especially, right? So you 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 went from a PS4 gun and Lone Echo is one of the, I think one of the first AAA VR titles, really, right? Mm-hmm. Uh do you guys use the same workflow or what were you discovering on that project? And if you don't mind, pull pull a little bit of uh what you have on the art station there, and we can take a look at that. Because for uh, like VR thing, for I'm people who say, haven't developed before is is very challenging. It's kind of like a mix of developing mobile games and AAA. Mm-hmm. I a. Mean, there's a lot of cheating that goes in there to <laughs> yeah. with people yeah. expecting triple A visual quality, but like with mobile development cheating. And maybe you can talk more about that.
0: Yeah, uh, when I was working on Lone Echo, uh, I wasn't actually there to completion. I actually left. Uh, I left halfway through um, uh through development before I went to, um, uh, to Insomniac. So I was sent there when the, um, uh, when the game shipped. But I do know that um, when we were working on Lone Echo, um, it's pretty much the same pipeline that, um, uh, that um, uh, the same art pipeline we were using on Lone Echo was the same pipeline that we were using uh, when we worked on uh, the Order eighteen eighty six. We had separate um, uh, allocated, dedicated um, uh, environment modelers. And separate dedicated. I'm a texture artist. And separate dedicated. I'm a, a texture artist. And I'm a yes. When I am a, when I was working on Olmeco and I'm working in VR in general is challenging because you're kind of VR is just like very I'm um CPU and I'm GPU. I'm a heavy like you know demanding like intensive. So you kind of have to make art that kind of caters to the idea. that I'm a, you're going to need like a lot of horsepower to run that game. Uh, working on uh, not also with VR, you know, in VR you kind of duplicating like I guess like the frames and uh you know to kind of duplicate and like the lenses, so you're, so you're kind of like you know rendering things twice in some ways and sometimes. So um, when working on Lone Echo, we kind of maybe had a and things might have changed after i uh, after I left and so forth. So I wasn't there to, to completion as I mentioned before, but I'm um, uh, one of the things that I do remember. Was having, like, I guess, like maybe like issues with like the frame rate. We were trying to get the game to run at 60 frames a second, I believe. And I'm, uh, with that, I'm, you know, king challenges. So obviously, if you want to run 60 frames a second, and you will you know, I think you've worked on Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, you kind of have to tone down like the art. Uh, by toning down like the art, you kind of have to reduce like the amount, like the geometry. Sometimes like geometry can't be as dense as you would like it to be. And some of like the actual materials, like the actual textures, have to be reduced like in a uh, and, um, uh, in a resolution, but when working on a low echo, it was kind of like a balance that we had to find because everything is so up close when you're playing like I guess like these VR games, you can walk up to like actual wall and look at the wall that's directly in front of you. And you kind of want to maintain like a sharp, um uh, like a sharp texture, like a sharp material to um uh, you know, maintain some of that texture density, knowing like the actual character can get up close, you know, and I'll take a peek at everything and like the character can actually, you know, I mean nitpick every single little detail. But working on like the order, I think that we're trying to maybe like increase like the amount of uh, the texture density and like the actual materials, like maybe trying to keep in like maybe a 1024 and um, a 2048s idealistically, like, but also trying to reduce the amount of materials that we use. Like maybe if we were going to be using like a 2048 material, like an actual scene, we wanted to make sure that um uh, we use that material throughout like, the entire level and not just in one particular instance, like, hey, we're just going to put use this 2048 material and just assign it to this, um, uh, to this wall and just use it once. Um, uh, that wasn't the case. We knew if it was going to be like a 2048, we had to repeat that material throughout the entire level and make sure that, um, uh, we got like the most, um, uh, like the most um, uh, amount of, uh, I guess, um, uh, money out of it. You know what I mean? If it's going to repeat and so forth. Uh, so that was the, the idea of working in, um, uh, Eloneco. We had to be, um, uh, conservative with geometry and conservative with the um, uh, materials and being selective when using the, um, uh, like the materials. And uh, I'm actually not too sure what other studios might be um uh, doing with VR. Because I guess I've like worked on Lone Echo. It's like the only um, uh, VR game that I've ever um, uh, I've ever worked on. I generally worked on um, you know console games, like maybe a couple of um, handheld console games um, uh, as well. So I'm not too sure what other studios might be doing now. I worked on Lone Echo like maybe like four years ago. And I'm sure that the hardware has changed, and like maybe like the tech has changed, and I'm sure the developers uh, have a better understanding of working um, uh like in VR either with you know like the HTC Vive or like the um uh, the Oculus or um, uh, even like PlayStation VR. So um uh, exactly what the developers are doing now, uh, I'm not too sure right now. I can only speak with my um uh, my experience I have working in um uh, in Lone Echo. But, um, uh, right. yeah, I've seen some uh, that bar- I keep progressing, and uh, we'll see what they do.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an exciting feeling. I mean, the hardware is getting better. The Quest is kind of like mm-hmm. a, a step backwards from the high-end Oculus um, mm-hmm. because they were trying to make it into a mobile device, right? So you don't have, like, this high, high-end PC. Mm-hmm. I mean, but right now, you can still plug those in into your PC, and it, it functions just fine. But the techniques, from what I've heard and what I've seen and what I've done, have been largely the same. Obviously, we're not using the latest and greatest tools like like what you guys did on Last of Us 2. It's kind of like a step Mm -hmm. back, still using forward rendering lighting, uh, baking a lot Mm -hmm. to kind of trick things, and uh, just making sure that what you see or what you don't see don't actually get loaded as much as possible. So it's still very limited, mm-hmm. but uh, there are obviously a lot of good looking games that are really, really squeezing the cheat out of it. If I don't know if you checked out half-life Alex, but I think um, to be honest, no it actually lone uh, echo, Yeah. Well, I think at least from the preview, you can mm-hmm. see when I think AAA, I only think two game titles that comes to mind. It's mostly lone echo and then half-life Alex. Like, all the other games in between mm-hmm. have been mostly for Beat Saber. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, those type of games, they're not really reaching <laughs> yes, high, yes, yes, on know. high grounds for AAA, right? Not to say it's not uh, not any good. It's just, you know, when we're talking about Graphic Fidelity, there's only, like, two, three titles that I can really mm-hmm. say, oh, these are really looking good in VR. Mm-hmm. This is actually getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about your next, next jump here, where I know... Yeah you know, we're spending a bulk of time talking about your, your lead up, but I think a lot of this has to do mm-hmm. with ha- you know, ha- why you're working at Naughty Dog. I mean, you're, you're, I think your experience, especially at Ready at Dawn, I'm assuming here, really prepared you with the Naughty Dog's pipeline because that's what you guys were using in-house and replicating. So what we can do is we can pull uh, yeah. up um, the, the Flooded City levels and, and take a look at What's over there? And Last of Us 2 and I I would say first party Sony Studios, right? If it's not you guys, it's got a war that seems to put a stamp on the last years of the console. Uh, In this case, PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So Last of Us really shows, in my opinion, what the PS4 is ultimately capable of before moving on to PS5. Mm -hmm. So it looks great, and uh, let's talk about that.
0: Sure thing. Yeah, I think I'm. Last uh, time I read, um...
1: sorry for interrupting. (laughs) Last time I read, there was like over two thousand people that worked on this game, right? Outsourcing, in-house, contractors, etc. How big was environment Uh, team (laughs) in-house?
0: I guess with that question, yeah, I think I'm. Um, uh, yeah, as far as like everyone that contributed, I'm um, uh, to working on the Last of Us too. I think that number sounds about right, but um, uh, as far as like actual Naughty Dog, deck, the actual studio located in Santa Monica. I think we were. Um, uh, I'm just taking a guess on that. Right I don't know the exact number. I think we were like around maybe like 250 to 300 of um, my uh, developers working at a, um, uh, in Naughty Dog. And keep in mind, not all of us actually working on like the. Um, uh, like the game, you know what I mean. It's no secret that Naughty Dog has like the um, uh, like the ice team, which I'm not going to talk about, but I'm um, uh, that's a whole group of developers that I'm not uh, working something else. But I'm um, uh, as far as going to like the um, uh, I guess I'm um, uh like the actual environment art department. where internally we're kind of known as the background department, but we're the environment art department. I think we had our, our team was around maybe like fifty um, uh, was like around like maybe like fifty um, uh, developers, and that's including um. Uh, Environment, um, uh, monitors environment texture artists. I think it was around there. I'm just taking like a guess right now. I'm just um, I don't know the exact number, but i um, uh, yes, the Last of Us Two was the um, uh, the reason that that number was so high was because like the Last of Us Two was was set to be like the biggest game that Naughty Dog has ever um, uh, has ever um, uh, has ever made. So they had a ramp up to um, uh, to allocate to that um, uh, to that um, uh, to that amount of workload. You know what I mean? I, guess, I think, like, The Last of Us 1 was, like, maybe, like, around, like, maybe, taking a guess, like, maybe, like, a 15, 20-hour game. And The Last of Us 2 was actually about 50, um, uh, 50%, fifty like, I guess, like, bigger than um uh, than The Last of Us 2. So, like, the reason that number might be a little bit too high, you know, 50, is because, you know, we actually, we had to make a lot of levels. If you actually played, like, the game, I don't want to, you know, spoil anything and so forth. But um, uh, the reason that number was around 50 is just the fact that I'm... Uh, we had to allocate to the amount, like the amount the levels that we had to make.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it looks bigger. Design, art, sound, everything's bigger. Last of Us was a PS3 game, I believe, right? So it's uh, there yes. alone, you can kind of decide, like, yeah, it takes a lot more resources. And the 2000 is not mm-hmm. too crazy, to be honest. It's actually maybe on the higher end of average, but you're factoring QA, you're you're factoring Mm -hmm. marketing, you're factoring a lot of people in there. Um, Yeah, like
0: outsources. Yeah, it's pure devs.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, let's take a look at this. And uh, maybe in the meantime, I can find a video that we can kind of cut back and forth. But you mentioned that you worked mostly on the, the flooded city levels. Not sure if that's the, yes, official I did. Public name city. Yeah.
0: Not like, sure. Yeah. I think the retail I name always is forget the, the, city. the
1: public name versus what we work on code names, but the, the yeah. Yeah. cities yeah. are flooded or are, are pretty, pretty easy to find. But uh, why don't you walk yeah. us through some of these images here and um, kind of talk a little uh, bit about behind the process. Tr-
0: are you going to click on the... Um, uh, okay, so you're clicking on one now. Is that expanding?
1: Uh, I think it might... Oh, there you go. Yeah, now it just...
0: is. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is some... Uh, like I mentioned, I worked at I've been in Naughty Dog for like maybe around two and a half years now. And I think I worked on the um, uh, like The Last of Us Two for about two years of development. Um, uh there was development obviously before I got there, you know what I mean? But I was in there at the time, I was in there at the uh, the pre-production time and so forth. Um uh, I started working in Naughty Dog around April 20 um uh, eighteen. So um uh, and initially when I got to Naughty Dog, you know, I had like maybe like uh you know some time to run like during like the engine, like the pipeline, like the workbook and so forth. But afterwards, you know, after it was go time, uh, I if you look at this scene right there, I, this is actually kind of like the first level that I worked on when I am um, uh, when I got to Naughty Dog. Actually, the name of this level, I don't remember um, uh, what the name of the level was in um, uh or like the actual um, uh, like the actual retail game. But this is some um, uh, flooded city, like into like the city. And this is the um, uh, like the first section that you start playing. Like I guess um, uh, when you're paired up with um, uh, with a partner, like I guess in game. I don't want to spoil anything in the. Um, uh, like the game, if you haven't played like the game, but yes, if you actually look at the, um, uh, like the building, like, I guess like the left, it's kind of cut off. It's kind of like, I guess has like these orange stripes and like, I guess see some uh, orange metal uh, plates and uh, some uh, white metal plates. It was actually kind of like the first asset that I worked on when I initially got to, um, uh, to Naughty Dog. That was like the first building that I made, like the first, you know, thing, major thing I made when I got there. And, um, uh, when I worked on like the last of us, um, uh, What you, um, uh, as we look at these images, you know, these are obviously like the final retail images. But um, uh, one of the things that we have to understand is when we work in these environments, when we work in these levels, it is an iterative process. Um, uh, we have like internal milestones. We have like alpha, beta, gold, and um, uh, polished milestones. And uh, initially, when you conduct like your first phase, like your first um, uh, iterate phase, which is like the alpha phase, the environment is never um, uh, going to look um, uh, that good. You're always iterating the um, uh, like the level you're always evolving it. I'm. Uh, you're always, you know, getting feedback, working with other departments. You know, things are always constantly changing, and things are always, I'm, uh, iterating and so forth. But I'm. Uh, yes, we go into the next scene.
1: So while you? So actually, through this, this location of so uh, questions. Yeah. Go ahead. So photogrammetry is one of the biggest thing in this current gen that happened kind of midway through, right? And I'm assuming yes. this is on the texturing side, but, you know, as part of the modeling pipeline as well, uh, mm-hmm. how involved were you guys on that? Because I'm assuming you guys built up your own library to kind of help leverage some of that as part of your process.
0: Uh, yeah. As far as like the uh, talking about the actual specifically photogrammetry, like how yeah, heavily I mean, intensive uh, it was to like in the game. Go
1: ahead.
0: Um, uh, yeah, I guess, um, uh, well, I wasn't there at the time when photo, some photogrammetry was used throughout the, um, uh, like the game. Um, and I think some of it, but, but I wasn't there at the time. I believe some of it was used like in maybe some, uh, like maybe like some tree trunks or like maybe some tree bark. And I'm not too sure exactly what tech they used. Um, uh, or maybe if they took photos or what type of cameras did they use? Cause I wasn't there at the time, but yes, we did use some, uh, a little bit of photogrammetry to warm, um, uh. To make like some of the textures, or like maybe like some of the um, uh, some of the assets that you see in game, but um uh, we also used, you know obviously you know Substance Painter, um uh, Substance, um uh, designer to create I guess like additional textures throughout the um uh, like the levels and creating assets and um uh, and props and so forth. So um uh, they pretty much didn't care what I guess software we used to um uh, make like the textures as long as it looked good. But I guess you can say primarily, um, uh, We did use some um, uh, substance designer like the, um, uh, like the most to create the, um, uh, like the textures and like the, um, uh, like the materials and so forth. But um, uh, Yeah, some artists were still like maybe I'm. Um, uh, maybe I'm a uh, poly painting and I'm. Uh, I guess you know poly sculpting and poly painting, which is a technique that I'm a Naughty Dog heavily used for like maybe like last year I'm working you know, on like the Uncharted um, uh, trilogy and I'm, uh, even like the last of us I'm um, uh, one. But towards some, um, uh, I guess you know, working on um, uh, I guess like the Last of Us two and on Uncharted four, I think kind of Naughty Dog kind of migrated towards that substance some um, uh, designer PBR pipeline, which a lot of studios are actually um uh, doing right now, which is not just um uh, like an exclusive Naughty Dog thing. But um uh, yeah, as long as some um, uh, as long as the materials um uh, looked good, um uh, Naughty Dog didn't have an issue on, uh using. With whatever um, uh, software like the texture artist chose to um uh, chose to use. And yes, photogrammetry was one of the um uh, techniques that was used to um uh, to make some of the um uh, materials or like some of the texture, some uh, some of these assets, but I'm not too sure exactly what equipment they use to actually scan the um uh, like the assets. I guess I'm I'm assuming right now maybe they use one, two, three D catch, because I understand it's kind of like a popular thing to use. I've never used it myself, but it's maybe very convenient and very practical. So I practical and I guess you get like some okay results. But um uh uh yeah photogrammetry was used um uh a little bit but um I generally we kinda use some um, uh, like the texture artists were kinda generally using um uh I like guess substance designer to um uh to create the um uh like the actual materials to create like the actual um uh like the textures.
1: It's always interesting to see because lots uh-huh. of us has been in development for a while, right? So obviously photogrammetry is just mm-hmm. kind of happened, um, happen. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of learning curve and setup, especially for lighting and material artists. There's a way to shoot it mm-hmm. to make it usable. And design is always, mm-hmm. I think, very practical because it's within reach. Uh, you don't have to go outside. You don't have to find the perfect rock or concrete or a ball <laughs> box, Right. Although it Mm -hmm. has a lot of its advantages, it is a total different (laughs) workflow. And uh, unless production allows you to kind of press pause Mm -hmm. to kind of learn this stuff, most artists or developers who are Mm -hmm. trying to hit deadlines are just like, let me just use what I know (laughs) and get this done. Yeah. So it's always tricky. Yeah. The the beginning of a dev cycle is the, the most productive when it comes to research but when you're in the middle mm-hmm. of it you're just trying to get things done so you're not really uh, looking for things uh, or, or how to change things
0: yeah i'm uh, pretty much i uh, i guess using photogrammetry and, and just like photos in general it's like a huge time saver when you're working on the um, uh, like the texture pipeline obviously if you're creating like a material like a texture from scratch say i'm a brush or i'm a substance Designer. It's going to be um, uh, a little bit more um, uh, time consuming because you're starting from scratch and you got to build that, you know what I mean, um, uh, that texture from scratch and you got to iterate it and iterate it and so forth. When you're taking a photo or using like maybe some scans using photogrammetry, you can, you know, I mean, edit or modify that um, uh, texture like in Photoshop and you can get yourself, um, uh, you can save yourself like maybe, you know, maybe like a lot of time just depending on the, um, uh, how it's. Um, uh, how it's used like nowadays. Yeah. It's just like a, like a personal preference, what I'm um, uh, like, the artist chooses to, um, uh, to, um, uh, to use in their, in their workflow. And, um, uh, as we look at these environments, um, uh, for anyone that's played like the game, I mean, like the game's actually set in Seattle, you know what I mean? These environments, these levels are, um, uh, I guess are based on, um, uh, or were designed or blocked out or laid out on actual real life location. Um, uh, what you're looking at right now is actually the, um, uh, the um uh the seattle convention center i forgot what the name is in real life i don't know if that's like the actual real name like in real life but um uh when you play like the game it has like i, I think it has like a different than um, uh, for legal reasons we couldn't use the um uh with the same real life name that you see like in seattle so we had to change it to something else but it's actually based on the actual um uh the real life location not just this particular scene but just the entire level you know in general and i'm um, uh when we were constructing these levels you know modeling wise and i'm um, uh I guess texture wise as well we were actually you know, using google maps and actually referencing like the actual like the real life location to um uh, to create the materials to create like the textures and um uh, and so forth and create
1: like the actual um uh, like the um uh, like the actual architecture what has been different from the last and the current gen that before there used to be like a a level lead right where you're in charge of this level and you might have a a few prop artists to help you finish this level for Mm -hmm. either a year or more. And maybe an environment artist will have two levels throughout like a three-year production, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, At least for me, Mm -hmm. what I've noticed, and it seems to be the case here at 99, there's several level artists in one level, such as the Flood City, and everyone kind of has a section that they're in charge of. Um, Is that true Mm -hmm. or... Or was it more everyone kind of had their own level to take care of?
0: Um, When they assign, like, I guess, like a level to like a level team, which just consists of a modeler environment modeler and um, uh, environment texture artist, idealistically, they want um, uh, that team to have pretty much have ownership of the entire level. But I'm um, ah uh, as you're working like the game, you know what I mean lots of things change throughout production and I sometimes um uh, resources just get allocated and bounce around throughout like the levels. But yes, idealistically um uh, they want to like, let the team to work on the entire level throughout the entire production. um uh, for me myself, I can't say that for like I can't speak for like the entire rest of the team, but when I worked on the last of us 2, I worked in the uh, like the entire of uh, the um uh, not every single level in the flighted city, but I was primarily in the flooded city throughout the entire um. Uh, time I was there was just about, um, uh, two years working on the, um, uh, like the level. And, um, uh, yes, like, I guess like the flooded city level is one level and it's, I guess, broken down into sub levels. And, um, uh, when I worked on the flooded city level, I worked on, uh, maybe, I think it was like five or six sub levels within, um, uh, within the flooded city level. There were some other levels, such as some, um, if anyone has played like the game, um, uh, it's like other levels, like maybe like a, like I guess like a mall you go through, but I didn't actually work in um, uh, like the mall section of like Flighted City, like the exterior, like the interior. That was actually like a different, um, uh, like a different level team um, uh, that actually worked in that level. And um, uh, yes, well, myself, when we worked in, when I worked on the, um, all like the self-levels for Flighted City, I worked with um, uh, Peyton Barney, um, uh, who was like the texture artist I was paired up with um, uh, working on the, um, uh, like the Flighted City. And, I'm um, uh, generally I was responsible for like the entire, um, uh, architectural, um, uh, pretty much just layout, like the entire, um, uh, like the, uh, at least like the sub levels that I worked on and so forth. I was responsible for like, you know, set dressing and a uh, world building, like the entire scene. Um, I made some of the, um, uh, environmental props, like maybe like anything that's maybe like a table texture or like a trim. I made that in house, but then we have like something like maybe like more, um, uh, specific, which I'm, what I'm going to get to, um, uh, for anyone that's played like the game this is like a bookstore that actually you progress through like i guess like maybe like earlier like i guess uh playing like flooded city and if you look at this level it's just like a lot of one-up assets um uh it's like any other um uh, uh studio that you talk to um uh, we do a lot uh we do do some outsourcing how huh? we you know what i mean um uh and we do outsource i guess like one-up props if i'm um, uh some of these one-off props are gonna be like, you know, like very uh, very time consuming to make. See am sculpting like or baking down like some super fancy um uh, sculpture of um uh, some uh, some bigger like in the game. I'm not gonna make that in-house. I'm, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna actually send that to um uh, to outsource, like an outsource on my house, and they're gonna do it for me. And then I'm gonna implement it and integrate it in whenever I get that asset comes back in. So I mean, some acid like that might be um, a little bit time-consuming. I'm um, uh, why am I going to be spending like maybe two or three days making like a uh, sculpting and making on like this acid when I can just outsource it? I'm um, uh, and while that's happening, I can continue. i um, uh, pretty much developing and I'm uh, constructing like the um, uh, like the um, uh, like the rest of the level. If you look at this scene, there's like a lot of um, uh, actually. I think I am. Um, uh, I think I jumped. I should have scrolled down. Mm. So I guess if we look at this image, just like a lot of maybe like a unique um uh, assets in here, like maybe say like the books or like maybe like the actual media, like maybe um uh, some CDs or some DVD cases scattered throughout like the entire game. I didn't make those; those were um uh, those were outsourced. Generally, um uh, myself and um Payton were am uh, responsible for the um uh, construction like the level, and um uh, we outsource assets um uh, but these assets were um uh, these props were like outsourced like I guess like uh, different um. Uh, outsource house and I'm, uh, I'm not too sure like the names of but i'm um, uh generally yeah it was just mostly us creating like the um uh like the entire um uh like the entire level it's just generally just um uh, a naughty doggy at least generally i'm um, uh the environment level artist or environment modeler in the environment i'm um, a uh, texture artist with um uh, i guess like the support that we get is just pretty much like the um uh, the assets that are outsourced but i'm um, uh as far as some um, uh, in-house, I don't think we have like an actual internal prop um, uh, team. We pretty much just you know outsource that. I think uh, and it's not like a naughty dog thing. It's just like a, a lot of studios do that. Like in generals, whatever they can outsource, um, uh, they'll outsource, and um, uh, we can save some time while like the actual level artist is actually um, uh, constructing and um, uh, building like the um, uh, like the level and like and maybe like anything like dynamic like in the actual game we have like an internal like dynamic foreground team. Say we want to maybe break like a column that actually breaks apart as you shoot it. That's something that, um, uh, we work with, them um, uh, internally with our, I guess like our foreground dynamic team. And, um, uh, they take care of that and then they give it to us. And then, um, we actually, we actually place it like in the actual, um, uh, um, uh, like the actual level, but, uh, pretty much so, Going back to your question, it's just primarily just the environment level artists and um uh, the environment texture artists creating like the um uh, like the levels and um uh, like I mentioned before, I think I've worked on five or six flooded um uh, city um uh, sub levels and there were like some other teams and um uh, they worked on different um uh, sub levels of a uh, flooded city. And if you actually play like the game Flooded City, is, like one of like the longer or biggest like I guess like levels throughout the um. Uh, like the entire game, so it kind of required, um, like a few teams to work like in different sub levels of the um, like the actual um, uh, like the actual level. But it starts like the other teams, it pretty much just had like the same pipeline workflow that we had one environment modeler and um, uh, one um, uh, one um, a texture artist, and they could and they outsource whatever um, they needed to outsource whatever props were, um, needed to be um, outsourced, and um, we um, uh, implemented um, those props whenever um, we received it on our end when I'm, um, whenever they, um, uh, when they, um, uh, they came back, but I'm, um, yeah. uh, an insomniac, I would guess, uh, mm-hmm. go yeah. ahead.
1: Yeah. It's always interesting. Oh, I was going to mention hear- when I was an in insomniac.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was going to say, yeah, when I was in insomniac, it was a little bit different i uh, uh, I was kind of like an environment art generalist. I was pretty much just constructing like the, um, uh, like the quadrants, like the open world by a uh, my sections by myself, you know, pretty much I was just, you know, integrating assets and I'm uh, outsourcing whatever assets I could get from uh, outsourcing. I was, you know, placing those in. So that's like a different, um, uh, like a different pipeline than I'm um, uh, then like the dual pipeline that Naughty Dog has.
1: Yeah. It's always interesting to kind of hear different methods of achieving the same goals. I, I think out mm-hmm. of all the studios, I'm a lot more used to what you guys are doing where you kind of have like an environment team, take care of a whole level, basically. It wasn't until I went to like sledge at cod where I saw why they're able to ship games every three years. (laughs) They dogpile a bunch of senior environment artists for a campaign level into like three, four equal parts. And so what you end up Mm -hmm. within the year, instead of spending like a year and a half or two years on one level, uh, uh, a, a senior environment artist would be s- within that year and a half work on four different levels, four different campaign levels. And those campaign levels mm-hmm. would actually wrap up in like six months, which is crazy, right?
0: Damn. Wow. Uh,
1: yeah. That's so, aggressive. Like, the dog yeah. piling, I guess, is very unique to Activision. And when I was there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I was very, my, my eyes were really open because uh, yeah I was used to kind of mm-hmm. like what you're saying like hey this is your level this is you got your texture guy you maybe you got a tech tech guy to help you in the level designer mm-hmm. all right you guys will be uh from pre-production to full production to bug fixing on this this levels your life right <laughs> which is cool because there's a mm-hmm. huge sense of ownership but also a huge weight in liability right like if this level sucks, <laughs> there's no one. <laughs> you're it, right? But uh, it's kind of mm-hmm. also to see the other side, where you're dogpiling a level and you're seeing these levels like finish faster, uh, which helps mm-hmm. with making decisions and not having to redo things. That's the biggest benefit I saw, right? Like you get to see it really fast uh, from beginning to mm-hmm. to end. And uh, don't have to worry about if it's going to work or not. It has to work, right? We have six pe- mm-hmm. We have like 12 people on this level right now. We're going to finish this in smogs. So whatever design decides, that's the way it is, right? So, of course, the other way, and this is from my own personal experience, I don't know how you guys work. You know, designers would just tinker. <laughs> so, like, in mm-hmm. a year and a half, the level can totally change to an area level can really change. Yeah. And the art team did a lot of work already, and we a lot of the time, it's just me in there just reworking it to the new layout. which can be very... <sighs> yeah,
0: that happens in any game. Any it, happens a lot.
1: Yep. it happens a lot. So at least yeah, with Call does. of Duty games, I was I'm, like, wow, the design, maybe they will change it a little, but it's done. Like We're done. We're mm-hmm. moving on. So it kind of forces people to make decisions really fast. So it's always Mm -hmm. nice to have like that that Call of Duty deadline. People make fun of and developers kind of hate hate it, but there's an efficiency there that you can't mess around in a corner too long. You have to move on, and I think for game developers, it's very important. Uh, Otherwise, we're stuck in long dev cycles, right? Because there's this Mm -hmm. loop that. We don't have a finished level to know how last of us two feels like, right? So We gotta wait till a mm-hmm. year and a half to know what that feels like. But you guess what? You know, a mm-hmm. year and a half later, I, I don't really like how this feels. So uh, it, it's always interesting to see like two different sides of development. And it, when you were talking about this, like, oh yeah, that's right. That's that's how it used to be. Because <laughs> the last the last <laughs> big games I've worked on were were the Call of Duty. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind actually, like did, the studio. Like, everything
0: has an exactly. identity, culture, pipeline. Right. Yeah. It's a, right.
1: So, mm-hmm. it, no better or worse. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it is nice to be able to kind of look at a, a level campaign and be like, I did that. Right? With help with others. But mm-hmm. I was in there trying to decide, yeah, yeah. Uh, lay out things. A lot of this was my decision. So there's a benefit in pro. I mean, there's a senior problem, which is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's just uh, uh, like game development. It's just like a very, iterative process and it just happens.
1: Yeah. So I, I think we're, uh, we're around the hour mark and I, I know your time is super valuable. I just want to kind of wrap it up with asking, mm-hmm. you no, know, it seems like at least across Your last three, four jobs, uh, specifically in the PS4 era of game development. Environment design uh, have been maybe a few tweaks and changes, but have been kind of the same, right? Nothing really changed from you working on 1886 to Last of Us 2. Is that a fair assessment or would you say otherwise?
0: uh playstation 4 no i'm uh when up uh, obviously since we're making a place obviously the playstation 4 is like a much more powerful I'm, uh, console than the playstation 3 and i'm like yeah, yes i've worked on i a three i'm a playstation 4 games right now so i'm kind of i uh, i'm not an engineer i'm not a programmer but i'm kind of you know knowledgeable, familiar with the way that i'm uh thinks i'm uh, systemically and i'm uh you know work and so forth but yes generally it's been i'm uh i kind of know now you know what i mean well i've kind of known i'm uh how I'm um uh, to um, uh, make art to cater to like the PlayStation for a um, uh, hardware. You know what I mean? Uh mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I know I'm uh, pretty much just, you know, like quite aware about, you know what I mean? Trying to be a um, uh, resourceless as possible and trying to um, uh, maximize like the amount of uh, textures that I'm actually using, like in a scene, you know, trying to reduce like, I guess, like the unique draw calls that are actually being um, uh, rendered or called upon like in a, like in a level or like a, uh, like in a scene, you know what I mean? Try to keep the, um, uh, the geometry i guess like efficient you know what i mean and making it look good at the um uh like the same time so because i've worked on our uh, three ps4 games yes it's kind of like the same hardware um uh, it's been kind of um uh, i kind of you know i kind of know how to um uh, cater like the um uh, like the um uh, like the art for the um uh, for that hardware but obviously you know going into like playstation 5 or you know moving on to playstation or uh, Xbox Series X and PS Five. You know, what I mean, it's going to be a um, uh, different uh, hardware, and um, uh, obviously, um, uh, when developers adapt to their hardware, I mean, like the pipeline might change, or it might just be the same thing. It's just, you know, what I mean, it might just be like I guess like higher resolution textures.
1: Yeah, so that that you're actually leading into my last question right there. It's like what, mm-hmm. what is the biggest? shift that you foresee for the ps5 for environment artists you know we're dealing 4k 8k textures bigger rooms <laughs> uh yeah more photogramming yeah, much just, um, uh yeah
0: um uh yeah pretty much some, um, uh imagine higher resolution texture some um, uh pretty much you know bigger levels maybe like more open um uh, world like more open space some um, uh levels more and um, uh more like unique assets like on the scenes I'm um, uh, maybe like more of um, uh, like NPCs or, you know, like actual characters running around like the level and so forth. More of um, uh more dynamic are like maybe like more exploding windows or cracking windows or exploding columns. Like maybe more of um, uh, you know, more vehicles like on screen. I just see like more of um, uh, you know, just more of what I'm, um, uh, maybe what wasn't capable like on the actual like the um, uh, PlayStation 4. And I think we've been kind of seeing that now, even like in games like maybe i um, uh, like Call of Duty. Um, uh as i guess like the developers are kind of like, like understanding and grasping like the hardware more coming towards like the end of the actual tail end of the actual um uh um uh, generation like the actual um uh, developers actually have a better understanding of, like the hardware you're seeing things like maybe more um, uh, like in call of duty like more um, uh, like a higher player account like a playing like Warzone, where i am uh seeing like more vehicles on screen so i just see like more of that going into like the um uh, like, the next generation, just more whatever um, uh, we couldn't do in the uh, the current generation.
1: Yeah, it's very exciting stuff, obviously. <laughs> and you being a first-party studio at Naughty Dog for Sony, uh, you're at the for- forefront of figuring this stuff out and telling the rest of us how, how to do it for the PS5. So it's awesome, awesome, <laughs> great stuff. <laughs> like, I, I guess so, I would want to <laughs> ask you that, right? So... Let me think. So I I haven't had an experience of working for a first party. right? Most of my have been third party. So I never worked for Microsoft mm-hmm. or Sony or Nintendo. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. did you see any differences there? Um, any major differences? Uh, pros and benefits? Mostly pros, I guess. Working at a first party studio? Or is mostly the same?
0: uh so yeah i guess i'm um, uh working at naughty dog it's been kind of like the first first party studio i've ever worked for i mean i worked in insomniac and, uh, you know um, i worked in already done and um, uh, they had a relationship with sony now i mean insomniac is first party they got that out by um, uh, by sony but um as far as like working at the hardware it's pretty much like the same thing i'm uh maybe just working like in an internal studio you get like maybe more i um, uh more i um, uh perks by the um, uh, the actual first party say nintendo or i um, uh, nintendo or um, uh, microsoft or swag you know what i mean i think you or nintendo or you know microsoft or Sony, you get like maybe like more swag but as far as the um uh, the actual development pipeline from what i've noticed it's kind of like the um uh, like the same you know what i mean we still have like i guess like internal milestones and deadlines that we have to hit you know what i mean if the uh, marketing team is asking for something we kind of have to um uh, like the studio kind of has to give him something to show off to like start promoting like the uh, game, start marketing like the game. And I've been, I've noticed the uh, production cycle is just kind of like the, um, uh, like the, um, uh, like the same. I mean, it's not like we get any special treatment or anything like that. We're, we're first party. I'm uh naughty dog is first party, but in a way we're kind of treated. I'm a, uh, it's an independent studio and in any, um, uh, in any internal, um, uh, Sony studio, just kind of operates independently from, uh, from Sony, even though they're owned by Sony, every single studio, just, uh, has like their own, um, uh, culture, their own identity. And I'm um, uh, even like their own pipeline. Like I mentioned, I'm, uh, not that we're very specialized as far as like the art pipeline, but maybe if you go like maybe Sony Santa Monica, they're not as specialized. I think I'm, um, uh, over there, I guess like the artists, environment artists are like, maybe are still like modeling and texturing like the, um, uh, at the same time, so I'm. Um, uh, I didn't see like any um uh, much difference. I'm uh, working like in a first party studio and, and a third party studio, besides just maybe you know a little swag like every now and then, you know. I mean, like, maybe like you know Sony perks and stuff like that, but that's about it. But as far as actual production, um, uh, it's about the same.
1: <coughs> yeah, the the, the only mm-hmm. reference I can go back to is maybe 2K because mm-hmm. they're a publisher as well. And like you said, the swags mm-hmm. where there's anything 2K related, and in your case Sony related, that happens mm-hmm. in, in the world, you would go to the kitchen and you just see these shirts and mugs and stuff, and and it's a uh-huh. free grab for for all. Like at 2K, especially, we were at a studio with you know where they make the NBA games, so mm-hmm. <laughs> we would either see the yeah. celebrities walking in, or we would just see a lot of basketball games or games from other Mm -hmm. studios just be sitting right there in the lounge that everybody can grab so I was a little spoiled when I was there because I thought that's how everyone does it only to find out that that's not the case people don't really give out free shit uh, (laughs) unless they're doing really well so Mm -hmm. well I want to say this man and uh, if you want to turn back your webcam so we can see your lovely face it's been a pleasure here uh, talking to you again. Let's keep in touch, uh, man. Especially in this it's pandemic it's era, on, yeah. I'm finding myself like talking to people on phones, and <laughs> doing things I never used to do. <laughs> yeah, just to kind of get that social interaction. Yeah. But uh, before I say, yeah, that lots off,
0: of uh, if, before.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, why don't you tell the good people? Yeah, we know we had your art station. Uh, uh, where else can people find you if they uh-huh. want to follow up? maybe not ask you a question, but just to follow you.
0: Uh, well, you can definitely follow me. I'm uh, definitely on my art station. I think I'm, uh, I'm always constantly on, uh, updating my art station. If you want to connect, I'm also on LinkedIn. I mean, you can always send me like a, like a connection invite. If you want to invite, I guess if you want to, you know, get to know me more, ask me questions, you can just email me um, uh, or send me messages directly through my art station or my or even LinkedIn I'm uh, people do message me I'm uh sometimes I can't immediately respond I do my I make an effort I do my best to respond but just sometimes I just can't respond immediately and I'm uh it might be a little bit before I get back to you but I do make the effort to um uh to get back to you if you have any questions or so forth so yeah primarily ArtStation and I'm uh and I'm uh LinkedIn I mean it's other communities out there like maybe I'm uh I don't know like maybe polycount i'm not very active on polycount i do go on there and look at art sometimes but i'm uh, mostly you know active on art station i think art station is now kind of like the um, uh, primary hub for like i guess you know artists for like the uh, art community and it's also like cg hub or cg talk but i'm uh I, I think it's been like over a decade since i last updated that so yeah if you i um, uh, if you definitely want to um, uh, reach out to me i um, uh, or see what i'm working on definitely ArtStation or i'm um, uh, linkedin or the two primary um, uh, forms of contacts
1: awesome man well it's great talking to you Nestor. Mm-hmm. i'll talk to you a little bit after, mm-hmm. after we get off. awesome but uh yeah don't don't bother <laughs> Nestor too much <laughs> just follow mars dude. <laughs> connect him on linkedin he's always been gracious uh with his time obviously mm-hmm. spending this last hour with us and uh man I, I can't wait to see what you do next dude super excited always always great work that i see coming from you mm-hmm. All right, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely excited. I'm, uh, whatever I'm uh, working on, you know, i try. trying to your personal projects. I'm pretty excited myself, but um, yeah, I'll be updating my fire station. Then I'm, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, uh, maybe we can do this again uh, some other time. Who knows?
1: Hell yeah, man. last of us three, I'll see you in five, eight. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to log off. Thanks, you guys. Have a good